Welcome to HKB 22 Podcast, where we break down everything you need to know about the Hoosier kayak passing community and beyond in just 22 minutes. From tournament news, results, tips, tricks, and a whole lot more, HKB 22 has you covered. This podcast is proudly presented by Hoosier Kayak Bassin and sponsored in part by Kayak Bass Fishing, Fish Ops, Yak Attack, Moving Water Outfitters, Catch, King Angler, Rogue Fishing Company, Biz Baits, Wicked Weights Quality Tungsten, TRC Covers, Angler, Extreme Clean Power Washing, Fishing Chaos, Strunk Custom Designs, and South Mountain Media. HKB proudly supports all of the kayak bass fishing series and clubs here in the state of Indiana, including Indiana Kayak Anglers, Southern Indiana Yak Anglers Club, Grubby, Grassroots Bass Yakin', Indiana Bass Nation with their new kayak series here in the state for 2022, and of course, the tried and true KBF Kayak Bass Fishing. Uh, we appreciate all of you so much and what you're doing here in the state for our anglers. Uh, and so HKB proudly supports you as well. That's what we're here for. And that's why we do what we do. HKB is also proud to partner with Afloat Inc. Unplug and Reconnect. Afloat's all about getting families back outdoors, unplugged from their devices and their daily routines, and reconnecting with each other in the outdoors through Camping, hiking, and fishing. They run some awesome youth fishing days, uh, little derbies. Check them out at campafloat.org. That's campafloat.org. We are also proud to partner with Fish Ops, the new organization out of KBF, all about providing resources and giving back to the military, families, um, the men and women who have served, and our first responders. Again, this is a new thing coming from KBF. Check it out on the Kayak Bass Fishing uh, website. A lot of information coming very soon. Fish Ops, you can already get involved by checking out the new Fish Ops Catch 5 Challenge series on Fishing Chaos uh, under the KBF Club. Go check it out. A lot of fun events going on there with that. And, uh, you know, giving back to our military men and women and first responders and of course their families as well check it out fish ops and of course hkb is proud to partner with the indianapolis knights official team of the kfl learn more about the indianapolis knights at indynightsfishing.com or you can also find some information out about them of course on our website at huserkayakbassin.com to learn more about all of our partner organizations, head over to HoosierKayakBassin.com forward slash partners. This podcast is proudly produced by South Mountain Media. Find new and engaging ways to reach your audience with South Mountain Media. Learn more about what South Mountain Media has to offer at SouthMTNMedia.com. That's SouthMTNMedia.com. HKB is a proud ambassador of KBF. Become a member of the Kayak Bass Fishing community by heading over to kayakbassfishing.com forward slash join. There are different levels of membership that you can choose from to suit your needs. Get involved, rally with the community, and compete at kayakbassfishing.com forward slash join.
Hoosier Kayak Bassin is the premier resource for all things kayak bass fishing in the Hoosier State. Follow HKB on Instagram at Hoosier Kayak Bassin and make sure to give us a like on Facebook as well. Join the HKB Facebook group to stay connected with your fellow anglers and meet a few new fishing buddies too. The Hoosier State is exploding in regards to kayak bass fishing and it can be tough to keep up with everything. So make sure to check out HoosierKayakBassin.com where you can find all the details for every club series in the state, plus angler profiles, blogs, lives, uh, all kinds of broadcasts like this one here with HKB 22 podcasts, tournament coverage, and so much more at HoosierKayakBassin.com. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining us today on the HKB 22 podcast. I'm your host, Sam Jones, and over the next 22 minutes, we'll be covering everything you need and want to know about kayak bass fishing here in the state of Indiana and beyond. So let's put 22 minutes on the clock and get right into it. Welcome back, welcome back everyone. Episode number two of the HKB 22 podcast. We're talking all about the KBF kickoff. It's just around the corner. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five KBF events all taking place down in beautiful Kissimmee, Florida. I've got none other than the godfather of kayak bass fishing himself, Mr. Chad Hoover here to talk to me about the KBF kickoff and the awesome season we're about to have in 2022. Chad, how you doing tonight? How's Florida treating you, my friend? I'm pretty good, man. So far, it's been uh, a bit of a dink fest. We've found a lot of fish. We haven't found the big ones. A lot of bucks are starting to move shallow, but they're not uh, They're not committing yet. You know, they're not establishing the perimeter. Those big females are probably, you know, right behind them. But um, we have found some big ones that just aren't really uh interested in eating um mm-hmm. filmed a couple of days with fluke master you know filming him pre-fishing kind of getting some insights to him kind of had to stay out of his way uh not sharing information with him if you will because uh, you know not wanting people to be like oh my god i can't believe you, you know whatever uh but just letting him do his thing following him around caught some uh good numbers found some yeah. great spots um man the weather's been great we had a three-day warming trend but now we got a front rolling in again and temperatures are going to drop 15 or 20 degrees which doesn't sound like a lot when you're from indiana or even like nashville where i'm from but down here in florida those bass just react much Mm -hmm. differently to you know temperature drops so uh it's going to be raining tomorrow um three of the five lakes that i've gone to are down um, I'm sorry, three of the five lakes that I've gone to are up, two of them are down. Uh, but the ones that are down, man, the fish are really concentrated. Um, right. Lots of places that bass boats can't get into. And a lot of places that even if they could get into, it'd be difficult, if not impossible. And then one of the lakes that I went to, I don't even think a boat could launch on it right now. Uh, and it was one of the more popular Mm. lakes last year, uh, for the anglers that did well in the event. So, Man, I honestly think this is lining up. We've got another seven days to the events kickoff. Give it two more days plus the media day. 
you know, so we've got a, another three days before we actually kick off the 10. I, you know, I don't know for a hundred percent if conditions are going to be ideal and perfect for the 10, uh, I'm sorry, the 10 invitational, the pro series and the, and the trails, it's going to be good conditions. I'm not a hundred percent sure that it's going to be far enough along to be what I consider great. But I think when you consider the fact that we have the 10, the 10 during the week, and we have a lot less pressure then, and we've given it a few more days, I think the 10 is going to be, you know, one of those ridiculous events that, you know, just blows people's minds. I think the Tempitational is going to be unreal. Um, I think we're going to have five 200-inch limits or more this year, which is going to suck because somebody's going to have over 200 inches and find out they lost, you know, that they didn't win their way in. Um but I mean, you can't really be too upset if you catch 200 inches of bass, you know, um, I guess you can, if your whole goal was to make it into the 10, but that being said, you can't beat the world-class fishing down here. You can't beat the timing. You know, a lot of people think that we just kind of throw darts at a board, but we actually spend a lot of time trying to plan these trips or, or right. sorry, these, these trails and these events around the lunar times around the feeding you know the feeding tables to put the best possible combination of opportunities in the time that competition is uh, uh is going on so yeah man we almost moved it back a weekend this year uh because of that but we just felt like you know you move it back a weekend you run into the whole they're crappy fishermen everywhere else, but down here in Florida, they call them spec. So you run into right. like a, a, a brigade of spec fishermen, which flood the shallows. And so you have to be careful with that. So I just think that we're going to hit it right on the edge uh, or we're going to hit it just perfect. But man, there's going to be some big fish caught. I can tell you that. I've already seen two fish and I don't get flustered easily, but I've already seen two fish that really got my heart rate up. Kind of like buck fever when you're a, uh, a deer hunter and uh <laughs> I they, know just, it. they just haven't started you know they're just in that weird funk uh transition phase right now so um, hey that's great let them be in the funk right now and yeah. set it up perfect for for the event how often is it the other way around like the days leading up to the event the fishing's amazing tournament time it's like oh gosh here we go again so, hey, let them be in a funk right now. That's a good deal. And then maybe, oh, yeah. like you said, things get prime. And during the 10, maybe somebody puts up a, a another 49-pound size limit. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Guys, oh, man, 49. I think they were in Florida, too. I don't know where are at in Florida, but uh, Florida or Texas, I'm guessing. Um, but, yeah, that, that would be sweet. I know, I know Mike Elsie. We talked on the podcast that I did with him last week about going down there. And we talked about catching like a 26 incher and what, what, what you would do if you were in the second day of the trail series and you got a 26 incher sitting on a bed, do you take her or do you not take her? And he said, of course I take her. And then I threw in the, and then I threw in the scenario. Well, Hey, you got a 20, 20 inch lead day two. You're going to win it. You don't need that fish. Do you, do you, you think she just moved up? Do you take her then or do you keep her? favor for the 10 he's like ah, put her back and catch her in the 10 it's a different tournament I'm like all right cool there's a lot of strategy that oh, goes dude, into so much strategy. 
so much strategy that goes into this because not only have you guys put in the twist of two, two trail series events on the same weekend. So it's not a two day event. It's, it's a single day event on Saturday and a single day event on Sunday. Both go towards your AOI points calculation. Both have their own payouts, their own checks, trophies, yada, yada, yada. Like, so when you look at a multi-day tournament, there's strategy that goes into play there, but this is a multi-day, not multi-day tournament. So it's like, it's so intriguing to me to talk to these guys about how, how are you going to handle that? Are you going to try and manage fish? You go in guns blazing, like, let me get everything I can get. I don't care about tomorrow until tomorrow. Um, so it's really interesting and I can't wait to, to see what happens down there, um, for the, for the Timvitational. What, what can these guys expect? So two questions, two part question. What can these guys expect that are going down there? I know last year you guys really ramped things up. You had a lot of awesome little pre-tournament events. Um, you know, I was a part of a couple of those. What can anglers expect going down there? And then for those of us at home in the cold, how can we, how can we participate and be involved and watch and find well, the coverage? The biggest thing that you can do is follow all the action on Fish and Chaos. One of the things that I also want you guys to do is follow the AOI leaderboard. If you go to the club tab, you look over to the right next to the tournaments, you'll see AOI. I'll also be posting it all over all forms of kayak, bass, fish, and social media. So all you have to do is click on it. But you can actually see the Angler of the Year race update while simultaneously watching the events live. Now, Wait, so real time is going to calculate real AOI? Real time. Nice. If Jimmy McClurkin enters a fish and it moves him into first place, he'll go into first place in the AOI. Now, here's what's funny. Pretty much on day one of the trail series, the AOI leaderboard is the trail series leaderboard. Moving to day two of the trail series, now all of a sudden it starts calculating. So you see somebody who is in 57th on day one, catch a five fish limit before everybody else on day two and all of a sudden they're in third place and people are like where the hell this guy where did this gal come from and so it really just shows you the importance of catching fish and the importance of position and the importance of your consistency but man it it is really it gives me anxiety watching it and all i'm doing is narrating you know uh the one beautiful thing that we're doing different this year and i think it's beautiful but some people may disagree is we've normally tried to film a TV show during the 10. Well, I'm filming the TV show early this year, getting all that out of the way. So I can focus on giving these guys 100% of my attention and we're not going to try to put cameras on them. Uh, mm. I know that that sounds like, Oh, these guys deserve the coverage. Every pretty, every person that we've ever put the camera on has flustered them. Every person that we've ever followed with a camera boat has become a factor. Every person that we've ever asked to film always seems anxious about it. So what we've told them this year is bring your cameras, film yourself. If you want to be in the show, provide us quality footage. If you don't want to be in the show, then just fish. It's really your choice. And that's how we're doing it this year. And to be honest with you, I think it's taken a pressure off of a lot of anglers, but I'm excited yeah. about the ability to just freelance and cover the leaderboard and do lives throughout the day and 
do, you know, uh, post updates and things like that. So it's going to be the most comprehensive coverage we've ever had. Uh, we're going to be doing shows with uh, partner, Randy Hamilton, uh, Randy Newton, just like we've been doing for the, the KBF lives. So we're going to be doing some cool coverage there. Um, we're going to try to pop in a couple of guys from the tournament during the live broadcast this year to try some new, you know, try something new. Um, Very cool. but yeah, man, the other thing is we're going to be giving away some entries to future KBF events for challenges. And what challenges are is that's the crowdsource judging, you know, sign up, create a fish and chaos account, follow along in the action. If you see somebody enter a fish that's says it's 17 and a half and you go, hold on a second, that fish is 17 and a quarter, go in and challenge it. And for everybody that enters a successful challenge during the upcoming weekend's festivities, uh, I'm going to be giving prizes away for it. I'm going to give them away free entries to future events. I'm going to be giving away, you know, I got some stuff up my sleeve, but basically go look at the fish, go scrutinize them, go challenge them, and you can challenge fish and win. So you can win from home by simply checking all the photos. And uh, this also makes it the most transparent, you know, uh, accountability that there is in catch photo release fishing. You know what I mean? I, I truly believe that the challenge functionality takes all the, you know, potential uh, perception, if you will, of favoritism or any of the other crazy stuff that you hear in the sport. You know, this thing yeah, doesn't just it, it have makes to pass the eyes of the judges. It's got to pass the tens of thousands of eyes of the spectators out there. So, right. Yeah. It's a lot harder to hide in the shadows when you've got <laughs> huh, all that light on you. You oh, know, yeah. when you have hundreds of people who, understand what to look for rather than a couple of very trained eyes looking at it. Um, it becomes a lot harder to, to challenge, but you guys have some, um, you have some procedures to help from people abusing that as well though. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can only challenge, uh, one to three times depends on what we finalize. I think right now we got it set at three. We might back that up to one. We can change it on the fly. Uh, that's active challenges. Uh, if you have three challenges and you have three bad challenges, you're done for the whole series. Uh, if you have three active, you can't do another challenge until that one is cleared. If we drop it down to one, just because people are abusing it as a group, not necessarily a specific person, uh, then you'll only be able to challenge one time and you can't challenge again uh, until your challenge has been cleared. Uh, if it looks as though you're just doing it to be erroneous, then your challenge functionality will be shut. Um, but what's cool about it is it's going to really allow us to start being super transparent about what was wrong with the fish, what the deduction was, what the ruling was, uh, and we're also going to post a lot of the challenges out publicly and even ask for feedback. Hey, guys, this challenge came in for wrong length. Agree, disagree. And there'll be a there'll be a voting tab that you can vote on whether or not you agree or disagree. Now, we're not always going to just say, OK, the the crowd has spoken. You know, it's 58, 42. So we're going with the 58. Uh, it's just going to be another factor that helps us in making a final determination. If there's a, obviously if there's ever a situation where 
the popular vote is uh, in favor of something and KBF goes against it or vice versa, uh, we're obviously going to provide a detailed explanation of what the variables were for making the decision. I think that's going to go a long ways to showing off the rules, the interpretation of the rules, the the application of the rules, and just dispel a lot of misunderstandings. It's going to really help educate that lay consumer or that or spectator, I should say, uh, or that just getting into the sport relatively inexperienced angler who doesn't have to make all those mistakes themselves in competition because they're going to get a lot more of that stuff kind of force fed to them through our challenge series call outs, you know? So I'm excited yeah, about absolutely. it. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a cool feature. Um, you know, more on that guys, you can go check out some of the go lives that Chad's done with Randy. here. Yeah. I mean, we tried it last year. Got all that, of, so got a lot of feedback. We got some blowback, but it was because we, it was a free for all. It was the wild West and, Sam, you know as well as I do in this sport, if you allow things to be the Wild West, that's what they're going to turn into. They're going to turn into yep. one of those old barroom saloon scenes from every Western that you've ever watched. And so we we had to dial it back and we had to – and that was always the plan, but we had to, to dial it back and to, you know, massage it. And I think we now have kind of hit that sweet spot um, and really – there's very few challenges that come in anymore. When they do come in, they're valid. If they don't come in and they're valid, we explain to the submitter why they were wrong. And we also explain to the person who was challenged, who caught the fish, hey, your fish is good. This person didn't know what they were looking for. And man, all in all, it's just been a really good uh, evolution to the sport. You take a lot of the... Um, technological advancements that fishing chaos is making you take a lot of the stuff that kbf has been using over the years that we really haven't told everybody about and we're nearing what i would consider bulletproof catch photo release fishing you know we're not quite there yet uh there's still some things just like in any tournament that well there's always room for improvement right yeah there, there's things that people could do you know, people are like, well, what's going to keep a person? Well, that's, that's no different than in a bass tournament. What's going to keep a guy from riding up to another guy with a bass boat and handing him a fish? Well, there's the polygraph. There's, you know, the potential of getting caught. There's the ramifications if you do. Um, you know, and then there's the prosecution component of it. So there's a lot of reasons why not. <laughs> not a whole lot of reasons why. Um, and so... I'm just really excited about the fact that we finally have a full-fledged, you know, comprehensive methodology for providing the best possible, you know, uh, total transparency opportunity for this whole process. It raises awareness, educates the competitors, educates the spectators, you know, and honestly, it opens up an even bigger dialogue for things that we maybe haven't even thought of yet. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. I like to tell people I've pretty much seen it all, but you, you've got to have the mindset to be open to something you may not have seen. Right. Because, you know, it's just like the saying that, that I use a lot of times. If you, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll never do anything new the rest of your life. You've already done everything that you've ever going to do. So to me, if you think that way, 
then you, you're not open to learning. And so I think that we have to constantly be open to learning. We have to think like a cheater. We have to think like a winner so that we can meet in the middle with a foolproof system. And, you know, um, I don't like to focus on the whole concept of cheating or cheaters, but it's imperative that we do that to protect the investment that the people who are doing it right have made in travel, you know, expense, time, you know, mm -hmm. and, and more yeah. importantly than all of that, well, actually probably equally as important is that person deserves that finish that earned it, not the one that cheated their way to it. So we hold that to the utmost, you know, level of transparency and the highest possible standard of, that we can apply to it to make sure that we achieve that. And, you know, so far, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had any real cheating scandals in KBF. There's been a lot of them in the peripheral series. A lot of times what KBF does has helped those series catch the anglers. Um, what we haven't had yet is an angler who's been able to cheat in KBF to where we've had the ability to be the prosecuting agency. Um, I'm not sitting here saying that I hope it happens, but I'm saying if it does happen, we will, because I think probably one of the biggest deterrents for future cheaters or people that want to attempt to defraud is, uh, you know, that story of the person who's now sitting in jail for it. And I can say this on the record as the, the guy that, you know, makes that decision at KBF and with Christie as the new president, a hundred percent back in me, you know, we won't uh, be struck by conscious of, Oh, you know, I don't want to ruin that person's life. The way we look at it is they ruined their own life. The way we look at it is they took a shot at the integrity of catch federal release. So, you know, for, for me to, just to get on the record and say this, if we catch somebody uh, in KBF, we're going to prosecute to the maximum extent possible. In other words, we're going for the juggler, you know, um, because we have to. We have to pre provide that deterrent for future, you know, um, people that might get motivated to think that way. But I got to be honest with you, with the with the transparency that we've had with a lot of like the video that I did on cheating. And not only that, I want to say this. If you think I did that video on how to cheat. Just to educate people on how to do it, but we don't have a way to catch you, then you're sadly mistaken. You know, it was almost a dare uh, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of mechanisms in place, right? That you don't see behind the scenes. Uh, and as we perfect them, we'll put them out publicly until we perfect them. We're not putting them out publicly because we don't want to educate the cheater, you know? So yeah, man, Absolutely. it's, um, it's, it's probably the most exciting time in catch photo release competition. In my opinion, you know, there's, there's multiple series that are thriving. The, uh, the ambassador series and the grassroots series around the country are really gaining momentum and, and just uh, like that 22 minutes is up we just hit the buzzard on that you know good what though? Lord. at some point this was going to happen in this show and why not we'll just go ahead and do it on episode number two of course you guys know chad can talk chad likes to talk i like to talk so we're going into overtime baby you know like <laughs> what what sport doesn't have overtime so we're going to go into overtime here. 
But we are going to switch it up a little bit. You got to keep me on track then, brother. How's that sound? I I do. And I was going to, like, there was a couple times where I was going to be like, hey, Chad, we need to move on. But you know what? I think it's really important to talk about that. I think that's a big conversation piece right now in the sport. And and you said it best. It's about maintaining the integrity of the sport. Um, And technology is changing, and that is a pro and a con. But again, we'll kind of move on from this. Um, yes, but I did think it was important to let that let that uh, conversation play out, and and okay. you get the word out about that. Well, thank um, you. But moving back on to, and, and it's a big part of the 2022 kickoff because not only are we kicking off some really great events, but we're kicking off new features, new function, new rules. You guys have put out recently, so that's a big part of it. Let's talk a little bit about the anglers, though, who are heading down from the Hoosier State uh, to Florida. One of them's already down there, the national champion, state champion, Mr. Mike Elsie. Not only is Mike a state champion, national champion, but Mike is actually the only national champion who's ever qualified for the 10, and now he's actually qualified for the 10 twice, so... That puts him in pretty rare air. And, you know, if he's able to pull off a win in the 10, you know, other than adding the Angler of the Year title, uh, there's not much more of a feather you can have in your cap. You know what I'm saying? Like winning the national championship and winning the 10 is literally winning the biggest event in kayak fishing and the most prestigious event in kayak fishing. So it doesn't really get any bigger than that. You know, I've said for years and I've told a lot of people this, uh, the ultimate accomplishment that I think an angler can make in um, kayak bass fishing is to win angler of the year, win the 10 and win the national championship. And Mm. I just see it as being such a, a gauntlet to do all three of those. Right. And so the angler that ever, accomplishes that the first angler that accomplishes that in my opinion is like legend status you know what i mean oh um, i agree absolutely Cody Nelson came very close uh guillermo stood in his way this year by edging him out for the national championship mm-hmm. had cody pulled off the national championship win he would have been the first to pull it off he would have won the 10 the angle of the year and he would have won uh the national championship but that just shows you how hard it is to pull that off, you know? Absolutely. Um, Cody's won multiple Angler of the Year. He's now a two-time Angler of the Year, uh, just like Russ Snyder's. Both of them have a 10 win each. But again, neither of them have won in the national championship. The guys that have won the national championship, you know, uh, Matt Ball, Kurt Smith, Mike Elsey, uh, Matthew Conant, um, Guillermo, Uh, None of them have gone on to win the 10. And so far, we also don't have a national champion who's won Angler of the Year, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see how we're starting to get some of these guys that are really dialed in um, that are making a run at that. You know, Matthew Conant won the, the Triple Crown. He won the National Championship, Challenge Series Championship, and Trail Series Championship. And that's an impressive accomplishment. Um, and not to take anything away from it, but he did it in that one weekend uh, because he had a really great showing at that event in Gunnersville. 
And I'm again, I'm not taking anything away from that. He's the only person that's ever pulled it off. But to win the Angler of the Year, the national championship, and to win the 10, I mean, that's the that's the ultimate, you know. Yeah, that would be epic. That would be epic. We that's my, the, me. Yeah, that's the that's something bigger than the triple crown of of all things. You know what I mean? Like I don't I just don't think there's a an equivalency out there to win in all three of those. You know what I mean? So an angler that pulls that off is again, they're in the rarest of air, you know? Uh absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, it's it's gonna be interesting. That's conversation Mike and I for goat status, it. no matter how you slice it. Yeah. Mike and I talked about it on the Indianapolis Knights podcast last week, you know, talked about the fact that he's in a really great position to be, you know, the first ever NC champion to also be DZ 10 champion. Um, yeah. You know, he's down there, he's putting in the work and I think he's going to have a good event. He finished off the year last year, really strong after having a really rough year, uh, just from a mental side of things, just, just in a drought kind of, if you will. So I think he's in a good place. I'm excited to see what he does. Of course, I'll be watching him and rooting for him as an Indianapolis Knight. But a couple other Indiana guys heading down, Merlin Hammer. Merlin Hammer's going down. I see he's signed up. Got 100 guys signed up already. He's one of them. Um, so uh, that's going to be cool to see him get down there, see what he can do. He's a local stick, been kicking butt, fished a lot of tournaments last year locally. So he's he's ready to go. Yeah, again, man, I still don't think that's a real name. I'll believe it when I see him in person. So uh, get to shake hands and meet the actual hey, Merlin Hammer. But man, it's a real name. He's the third. It, Merlin Hammer, the third. He's. It's not even like. <laughs> well, I mean, of course. I mean, honestly, if my dad's name was Merlin Hammer and he didn't name me Merlin Hammer, I'd be pissed off. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, <laughs> be going you know, down so changing course, your there, name. There needs to be like Merlin Hammer the seventeenth by the time it's all said and done. You know. Um, that's funny, but man, listen, the conditions are lining up for an absolute slugfest. Um, I had this feeling, the same feeling I was making the same predictions before the Fort Worth event last year. I was trying to tell everybody, listen, we had a low turnout for that event because I just don't think a lot of people understood how much time, effort, and energy we put, we put into picking these lakes and these locations and the time of year and all that and uh going into that event you know i was tell i was i was like the pod piper this is going to be one of the biggest events and totals we've ever had and if you rewind back to that event jody queen finished second in that event with 109 and a quarter inches guillermo wins mm. the event with 110 and three quarters inches and there were people who caught 100 inches that were in the top weren't even in the top five. So I feel like we've got another one of those scenarios playing out. The conditions out on the water are telling me that the, the time between now and when the event's going to kick off my experience as a, as a bass angler, all of that is saying, man, this is lining up to be something absolute magic. Uh, you want to throw in one more bonus for kayak anglers? some of the bodies of water being low to limit boat traffic. Uh, right. We had yeah. that play out at Bistano at the national championship this year, where because the boat ran, the kayak anglers are willing to do the work to get their boats to the water by dragging over mud. You're not going to have to drag over mud here, <clears throat> but there are a lot of places where 
boats just can't get on the water. You, you remove the pressure, you know, component from some of these fisheries down here and they're already magic. So man, yeah, I it's, just, it's going to be good, dude. I it's just gonna feel be good. like feel Sam, we're, we're coming up on one of those, like, you know, field of dreams. I watched that field of dreams baseball game this year, which really made me like fall back in love with baseball again. This I know I did like the that. same thing earlier. <laughs> this literally feels like that. It feels like that. You know, I'm looking at the names on the roster. I'm looking at the the potential storylines. If you look down the list of the ten, two two guys from Utah, freaking Utah, mm. qualifying for the ten, a rookie qualifying from the ten. You know, uh, uh, Mike Elsey qualifying for the ten as a national championship for the second time. Josh Stewart tied for the most times to ever qualify, but still doesn't hasn't taken home the title has led on day one, three different times, you know? Yeah. Um, guys that have hey, won listen, the fantasy, fantasy fishing is a big thing. Big topic right now. Yeah. If you don't have Josh Stewart on your fantasy team, I don't. Wow. Like, like, but, but you got to think about this too. Like look at guys like Russ and Joe oh yeah. and, and, uh, and Cody Milton who have a chance to be, the first ever two-time 10 champion. Let, let's talk about rare air again, winning the national championship and winning the 10 and winning angle of the year. That, those are all going to be major accomplishments. But right now there's a guy named Cody Milton who has the mm. chance to be the first person to ever win angle of the year, then turn around and win the 10, then do it again. Russ Snyder's also can play disruptor and pull the upset card because if he wins the 10, He'll be the first person to ever win Angle of the Year twice and win the 10 twice. So there's just so many storylines. You know, Jimmy McClurkin. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw, throw a storyline in there. Okay. I'm going to throw a storyline in there. Dark Sleeper. A lot of people don't know the name. He did well down there last year, though. Made a little bit of a name for himself. But if fishing's good, Indiana boy out of Evansville, Matt Kiefer, took a second and a third. Last year, I think, in Florida, yep. Uncle yep. he's coming yep. down. He's signed up. I mean, when we talk about the Timitational, we could see two Indiana boys in the Tin House. Just gonna throw it. You out know, there. man, you got to say there's so many of them. If you think about this one, Garrett Wade qualifies mm. for the Tin because we had a provisional that if you win the Challenge Series AOI, then you win your way into the 10 we're doing that again this year so that's probably the hardest way to qualify you know right there with qualifying any other way but it's it's hard because then he goes to the challenge series championship has a top 10 finish has a top 10 finish finished sixth in the national championship so literally the guy comes out of nowhere nobody's ever heard of him and he's laying the smack down in challenges you know does really well in Shreveport, Bossier City, qualifies for the Tin House. That's a storyline that you just don't, you know, uh, you can't discount. And, and I'm going to tell you another one. Yeah. A guy that's going to be fishing harder than anybody out here. And I know this is going to sound crazy because there's going to be a lot of people fishing hard. But I can promise you, after having the Tin slip away by just tiny little bit, last year and having the fish to win it actually having the fish hook to win it 
is uh, Alex Miller. You know, by not qualifying last mm. year and turn around and qualifying uh, or qualifying last year and finishing second, being that close to it, I think that guy's going to be down here fishing the 10 Invitational on a mission. You know, in fact, it's hard not to favor him to win the 10 Invitational because that's how bad he wants to be back in the 10 house. So, you know, there's just, there's so many. We could talk for another hour and a half about just all the potential storylines. Uh, I can tell you Fluke Master wants his name on that 10 alumni list so bad he can't stand it. He's down here a week early yeah. pre-fishing. Um, there's so many people who are taking this as seriously as you can take a profession. And, man, I just honestly, I just can't wait until the identifier is ready thing pops up on Fishing Chaos. And then the time in starts, the line or the time on the water starts, and then the lines in starts, and we just start seeing fish. You know, I, I it's been a long. I'm winter. with you. I'm excited. It's I'm it has it's been a long winter. I'm going to be watching fishing chaos uh, every minute of the day. I'm going to be watching social media. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. I wish I could be down there, uh, but it's going to be fun to watch it and cover it on HKB. Um, and watch your coverage of it. It's going to be a great way to kick off the 2022 season bigger and badder than ever. Um, this year with so many great events uh, all over the country, it's going to be really cool to watch the AOI race this year um, on the Fishing Chaos platform. It's going to be so cool to see those real-time updates that we talked about and everything else. So I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, you talking me, to me about the the kickoff, man. We'll have you back on, I'm sure, many more times. Um, Sounds good, brother. Podcast. So appreciate right, you. Man. We'll see you Go here soon. Night. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the HKB 22 podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If 22 minutes is just not enough for you fish heads, don't worry. We got you covered at HoosierKayakFasten.com where you can find plenty of great content to get you by until your next trip on the water. To get all the latest news and announcements, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'll be back next week with a new episode of the HKB22 podcast. Until then, tight lines and remember to always, and we mean always, wear your PFP on the water. This podcast is a production of South Mountain Media and is proudly sponsored by KBF, Bishops, Yak Attack, Moving Water Outfitters, Catch, King Angler, Rogue Fishing Company, Biz Baits, Wicked Weights, TRC Covers, Angler, Extreme Clean Power Washing, Fishing Chaos, Strunk Custom Designs, South Mountain Media. To advertise on the HKB22 podcast or partner with Huger Kayak Bassin, contact us via email at Info at southmtnmedia.com. That's info at southmtnmedia.com.